Yes, we are here. The box score with yours truly. Thank, thank you so much for listening, guys. This is, of course, after the NFL draft, episode three here of the box score. A grueling long NFL draft just has concluded, or has just concluded, and boy, do I have some takes. Um, you know, I think everyone has something to say. Every team had their moves. Every person gives their grades, yada, yada, yada. But for me, I'm going to give you all today's episode. Some notable reaches and concerning questionable strange picks of the first through third rounds and some teams that I think absolutely nailed the draft and some that failed the draft. That's how we're going to do it here. And I'm also going to defend my Giants because it's a little bit embarrassing what's happening to them or what's being said about them. So let's get started here with, of course, the first round of the NFL draft. Um, so Burrow goes one. We all knew that. Chase two. Okuda three. Mock drafts 100% in order. And then they go to four. And the Giants select Andrew Thomas. And, you know, what seems to be the key here is, you know, the common sports fan that really has no idea what the Giants are going to do. Oh, wow, they took an alignment inside top five. And, you know, my, my own philosophy is I, don't, I personally don't like alignments inside the top five, only because I feel like for value purposes, you know. But, you know, everybody knew or every Giants fan knew they were going to align, especially leading up to the draft. Obviously, the mock drafts, um, in the months prior and the weeks prior had Simmons, 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 which, of course, I stated on the show. And in January, I said, you know, I want Isaiah Simmons to be a giant. Um, and obviously, that didn't work out. Um, and leading up to the draft, everyone was just saying, yeah, they're going to go O-line. But the question is, which O-line? The O-line this year was so deep. And they went Andrew Thomas from Georgia, offensive tackle. And, you know... A lot of people feel that the tackles, the offensive tackles this year were interchangeable. You know, you can make a case that every single guy was the best, and the Giants obviously felt that Andrew Thomas was the best, and they had no problem with this pick at all. Absolutely no problem with the pick. Um, you know, Thomas, SEC caliber talent, NFL caliber talent, and he obviously held his own throughout his time at Georgia. Um, and if you people want to go ahead and critique the Giants for making the pick, yeah, go ahead and look at the SEC championship game from last year. Go rewatch the championship game and count me how many tackles um, Kevin Chase on has because he was going up against Thomas all game. And I don't think it's more than two, two and a half. And let's just say that he, hadn't get, he didn't get a sack. So please go watch the game and go watch other SEC games in which Thomas really stepped up. So um, all that anti-Andrew Thomas stuff, please, is just a joke, embarrassing. And it clearly shows that if you're doing that, you have no idea what you're talking about, which is surprising. But let's move on here. Because Thomas was the first kicker of the draft. We all knew that. Tua to Bama. Uh, to, I'm sorry. Tua to the Dolphins from Bama. Um, a lot of mock drafts had that, right? Then Herbert to the Chargers. Obviously, they have Tyrod Taylor. So you probably need to get a quarterback. And they may with Herbert. He's got some mechanical problems. He needs to work out. I have no problems with that. And then Brown goes to the... Panthers, Simmons and the Cardinals, and on until, you know, 32. 
And, you know, I'd say about from from about 12 to 32, obviously there are some people that, that's where your mock drafts just go berserk. And some notable reaches for me, okay? A.J. Terrell, the Atlanta Falcons selected the cornerback 16th overall. That's a bit of a reach, okay? It's a bit of a questionable, strange pick. PFF ranked him as a 29 overall best pull of 29 overall player and fifth ranked corner, and he went 16th overall. Uh, I mean, it's based on a team you need. They're in the NFC South with some great receivers. Uh, it's just you know they could have gotten other better corners. You know he was the second, I believe, the third cornerback taken behind Okuda and C.J. Henderson. So, you know, that's to me from Atlanta. Obviously, they had him high, and they took him, but I think it's a bit of a reach at 16. Next, we have the kicker, Jordan Love. You know, the Packers take their future quarterback, but future, a bit of a stretch. This guy might not play to lose contracts, though. Aaron Rodgers, 36 years old, has a couple years left on his deal, has an opt-out, but he still has money to be paid. He says he wants to play till he's 40, which would be another four years, okay? And you draft Jordan Love to succeed, to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers? Really? In the first round? Are you kidding me? I mean, Green Bay, if I were a Green Bay fan, I'd be going crazy. That, to me, is beyond a reach. You know, obviously they were really high on Love, to draft him as the accessory to Aaron Rodgers, the, the kid is nowhere close to being ready to play in the NFL. He has to sit behind the Packers. He, he has to sit back, watch, learn from Aaron Rodgers. I understand it. But in the first round, the Packers for me, that was the worst pick in the first round. And might have been the entire draft, honestly. That was god-awful. Next, we move on <clears throat> to the Saints. And, you know, to me, this isn't a bad pick. Um, but they get Cesar Ruiz, the center, out of Michigan. You know, it's obviously this list is concerning and strange picks, and this is obviously a strange pick because Ruiz can play football, number one center in the draft. You know, but did the Saints need a center? A lot of people talk, you know, let's trade Pete, pro bowler. They just signed a new contract. Let's trade Warford, oh, pro bowler last year. So we're trading pro, pro bowlers? Is this what we're doing? I mean, I understand this kid has seven to eight years. A lot of people were direct as a Pro Bowl center. But right now, does this help the Saints get over the hump? Does this put the Saints to where they can finally get to that Super Bowl, get over the playoff hump? Mm, I mean, it's going to have to be seen. I mean, the player itself I have no problem with. It's just the team that he went to and the team that selected him, we have some questions. Um, you know, are we trading Pro Bowlers? That's what you have to ask yourself. We're going to trade pro bowlers? Okay, I understand he's young. And the question that every Saints fan should be asking themselves is, does this put us over the hump? Because, you know, they better hope so. Because this would be four years straight that it's just been utter embarrassment. Next, the Oakland Ra- Oh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders. And this one is a bit of a shocker. Damon Arnett, 
cornerback from Ohio State. Okay. Arnett, 14th ranked corner, according to PFF. And they drafted 19th overall. You know, there's something to be said about Gruden and who he likes because, I mean, he sometimes you ever wonder if he's looking at a different if he's looking at a different board, if he's looking at different players. Because this guy just is a sucker for talent, what he sees on tape. Um, Arnett, you know, he's not a bad corner. It's just a bit of a reach at 19. Like I said, 14th ranked corner. It's yet to be seen. And, you know, was that their best? I mean, obviously to them it was the best available, but that's one of the most questions. That's one of the questions we have in the first round. Demon Arnett, you know? So... Those are my first-round questionable strange picks. I mean, you have some other notables. Jordan Brooks for the Seahawks. A lot of people say he's not ready to play now. Um, I think the Seahawks, you know, solidify that linebacker position. But, you know, as, as far as this year goes, you know, we'll see. Um, and that's pretty much about it. Um, so, oh, and then obviously, 32, Clyde Edwards Lair. Love the pick there. A bit of a shocker for most people, including me. Um, but... Love the pick there. I think he's going to do great things for the Chiefs. Obviously, the tape at LSU is phenomenal. And I think the Chiefs has got themselves the running back for the future to go with Patrick Mahomes. On to the second round here. On to the number two second round of the NFL draft. Number one player that I think was a little bit of a question here, A.J. Dillon. And, of course... Guess where he went? Oh, yeah, the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, I mean, their first two rounds, God awful. God awful. They select a backup running back in the second round. Are you kidding me? A backup running back in the second round? They have Aaron Jones. Ugh. I mean, they are not. They, they went to the NFC Championship last year, and they're not improving their team in the first two rounds. That's unbelievable. I mean, Dylan, Ugh. I still can't get over the Packers doing the first two rounds. I really can't. Next pick, we have that strangers, uh, just a little bit strange pick. Jalen Hurts to the Eagles. Nothing to be said about the player here. Hurts can also play football. But as far as the Eagles are concerned, um, obviously they have Carson Wentz, and he's, you know, injury prone year to year. But is Hurts the guy? I mean, obviously, and, you know, I don't think it's. 100% backup for him. I think they're going to use him in the offense, like a Taysom Hill. Maybe not on special teams, but a receiver. Just do those type of plays. But in the second round, I mean, you could have got yourself another solid receiver for Wentz. So that's going to be a question of what Hurts can do in Philly under the offense. So that'll, that'll be remain to be seen. And then Raekwon Davis to the Miami Dolphins is a bit of a question for me in round two. You know, the Dolphins selected him with the 56th overall pick. And defensive line out of Alabama, he's 115th PF, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, 115th ranked player, and the Dolphins dropped him to 56. So, you know, that right there could be a question. Um, the Dolphins obviously had, I think, um, as many or the most picks in this draft. So they were really able to rebuild the future. And that's just one of the picks, you know, that will he be able to produce as a second-round talent, Raekwon Davis going to the Dolphins. We will see. On to round three. The third round of the NFL draft. And my first questionable, strange pick 
is Antonio Gibson, running back, going to the Redskins. You know, it's not a question of what team. The Redskins were obviously in the market for running back. It's just a matter of the player here. Um, he's not even ranked by pro football focus as far as running backs are concerned in this year's draft. Um, so he's not a top-ranked top running back or halfback. So, you know, second pick of the third round, you get Antonio Gibson. We'll, you know, obviously the Redskins think he'll produce, and we'll see. The big thing here for this draft analysis is, you know, no one knows who's going to turn into a great player. So I keep saying we'll see a lot, but it's true. You know, we're going to see. Um, I just think for right now it's a strange pick. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, any of these players can be bad. I'm just saying, you know, the slot that they were taken is a little bit in question, a little bit strange. Um, the number two player in the third pick following Antonio Gibson as far as strange and concern is Brandon Jones. Jones, obviously the safety at UT, going to the Dolphins at pick number 70. Uh, he was also not ranked by pro football focus among safeties. Um, you know, the Dolphins <sighs> trying to solidify the, the defense right there, especially the secondary. And, you know, will Jones be that type of player at them in the third round? Um, that also remains to be seen. You know, that's just one of the picks where you go, you know, is this a bit of a reach? Is it? You know, we, time will tell. Time will tell. And then the another another story to look at here in the third round was the Patriots taking two tight ends. That obviously pops a question in mind. You know, they took tight ends back-to-back in um, two picks, Two picks in a row that took a tight end. Um, you know, so the fact that I don't know what they were looking at. Obviously, they had um, Ben Watson there last year, and he's ancient, old. So Dalton Keene and I believe looks like Devin, Devin Asiasi from UCLA. Two tight ends in a row for the Patriots. That's an interesting duo right there. Um, obviously, I think Bill's going to play the hot hand. Um, the Patriots are always making these questionable picks year in and year out. And, you know, we will see with the Patriots. Obviously, they did not solidify a quarterback in this draft, which, you know, might show you that they're going with Jared Stidham, which is interesting. Nevertheless, um, they're going to go with Stidham, and it might be a rough year for the Pats. And, I've, in fact, I think it will be a rough year for the Pats. Um, so those are the, the picks of the first Three rounds that I go, you know, what was the thought process here in this selection? Um, obviously, like I said, it wasn't the player that bothers me. It's just the, the, you know, the placement in which they were picked that draws a question up for me. And I wouldn't be surprised if any of these guys turned out to be pro bowlers. It's just where they were drafted draws a bit of a question. Over, oh, they were drafted over players that surely were ranked higher in this draft. So we'll see. And now it's going to move on to a little bit of some draft grades here. And which teams, I think, completely balled in this draft? I think the Baltimore Ravens did an excellent job in this draft, getting Patrick Queen. Um, they got a running back to go along with Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins. Um, they got two receivers, Duvernay, Devin Duvernay from Texas, and James Prochet. Um, you know, Malik Harrison, linebacker High State. I think the Ravens really did a good job of upping their talent of their team, really improving their team from last year. So the Ravens did a great job in this draft. Another team I think did well in this draft 
was the Dallas Cowboys. Um, C.D. Lamb in the first round. Uh, a lot of people think he wouldn't, he wouldn't have landed or he wouldn't have been there for the Cowboys, but he was. And Jerry took him. Trevon Diggs from Alabama. Neville Gilmore from Oklahoma, defensive tackle. And so, you know, those picks right there, you know, do they improve the Cowboys? Um, they had they got the number one center in the country last year from Wisconsin, Tyler um, B.D. Josh. Sorry if I butchered that name. Obviously, he fell a lot in the draft due to some hip concerns. So we're going to see. I don't think he's an immediate plug in there for Frederick at center. But I think the Cowboys overall did an excellent job with their draft this year. Um, I think, you know, you got to say it. I think the Bengals did a great job this draft. Any draft where you just get your quarterback or work or what you think is your franchise quarterback, you did a good job. Um, Joe Burrow, obviously. T. Higgins. Those two picks right there, I think, just improve the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, T. Higgins. They have T. Higgins, Boyd, and A.J. Green. And A.J. Green is, in, you know, A.J. Green is interesting. You know, he's going to be 32 years old this year. He's got one year left on the contract. So getting T. Higgins there might have solidified the wide receiver and giving a permanent weapon for Joe Burrow to throw to, along with Tyler Boyd and along with the running back, Jeremy Hill. So I think that is, a you know, a solid draft for the Bengals, getting their franchise quarterback and solidifying the wide receiver position if A.J. Green leaves and T. Higgins. Another team I think did well in this draft was... The Arizona Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals getting Isaiah Simmons, I believe at eight, was um, just a legit booster to the defense. Um, obviously, we know what Simmons can do, you know, as far as playing multiple positions. Uh, I think, you know, they got Josh Jones fell to him, the offensive tackle. A lot of people have him as a first-round grade, and he fell to him. So I think the Cardinals did a great job in this draft. Um... A couple teams I think did well, well in this draft were the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, C.J. Henderson, first-round pick. Kevin Chase on first-round pick. Cornerback, really just going defense first round. Then they go receiver, LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. So, you know, right there, their, team, their team's already better. So we're going to see with the Jaguars. They stuck, they're going to stick with Minshew, it looks like. So we're going to see giving Mitch another weapon in Chenault. So I think the Jaguars really did a nice job in this draft. Um, I think the you know, Detroit Lions did a nice job in this draft. They got Okuda, um, DeAndre Swift, running back. So it looks like DeAndre Swift will go in there and hopefully, or what it looks like, compete for a starting running back job. And Julian Okwara from Notre Dame, outside linebacker. So just two defensive key picks right there for their defense, really bolster the defense. And obviously they lost Darius Slice, so getting in a coup to solidify the cornerback position really is a great job by the Lions. Um, I think the New York Giants did a nice job of building to the future. Okay. Um, none of the a lot of these picks, you know, weren't sexy. You know, the obviously when every definite lineman. Um, that's not what you think of. You're not buying an O-Lyman's jersey. You're not doing that. But the Giants built to the future. Andrew Thomas, he's going to be there a long time. Xavier McKinney, the best safety in this draft. I think the Giants went with him over Grant Delpit because he's a better tackler than Delpit. I mean, he's a, another do-it-all safety. Um, they got Matt Pert, offensive tackle in the third round. Big, massive body. That can really um, be the, another uh, the tackle alongside Andrew Thomas. Um, he's, he's a little bit of a developmental player, 
you know, he's not gonna, he's not ready right now, but we'll see. And then he got Darnay Holmes, cornerback from UCLA. I think he's a nice pick there. Gettleman loves him, so defensive backs. Um, so I think the Giants did a nice job. Uh, they're certainly looking at a B for their draft grade, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers did a nice job in this draft, getting a B. Um, for me, uh, Tristan Wirfs giving Thompson protection. Antoine Winfield Jr., great pick out of Minnesota. Keyshawn Vaughn, running back Vanderbilt. Um, all you LSU fans know how that worked out in that game. Um, so I think the Buccaneers did a nice job in this draft, really just fulfilling. Uh, they got a defensive back. Um, their secondaries, obviously, might be still a concern. It might be. But, you know, we're going to see with what they can do during the season. Um, they obviously have a nice front seven. And they got some protection for Tom. Um, some notable fails from this draft. Teams that I think could have done a lot better. Um, I think the Redskins could have done a lot better. Granted, they get Chase Young. Um, who's unbelievable the best player in this draft. You know, they get, but then they turn around and get Antonio Gibson. Running back, he's not a horrible player. He's just a bit of a reach um, compared to other players that were available. And time will tell for this. And Shadit Charles, offensive tackle from LSU. Um, some talk that he was a bit of a um, uh, behavior problem at LSU. So I think the Redskins could have done a better job of maybe building around Dwayne Haskins, giving him another weapon or two. Um, and Gibson also played a receiver. Just, you know, maybe solidifying the defense a little more. So I think the Redskins could have done a better job, but nevertheless, not a bad job. Um, so they're looking at a C grade for me. And... You know, some teams that I think, uh, these teams that I'm about to bring up right here, I think just really failed the draft. Um, you know, so number one, we're looking at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, they get a D from me. They get Henry Ruggs from Alabama. A lot of people think he wasn't better than Jerry Judy or C.J. Lamb. They get Ruggs, another one of those John Gruden-type players, fast, really athletic. Uh, like I said, Demon Arnett, that pick really shocks me. Um, Lynn Bowden, wide receiver, Kentucky. Um, Bowden's not bad. He's not ranked by Pro Football Focus. So they're obviously giving their course some weapons there, or Mariota, whoever seems to win the job. So I think the Raiders just could have done a – they just picked these players, you know, that have just – you know, last year, Cleveland Farrell. So, you know, we're going to see with the Raiders. Um I think the Atlanta Falcons could have done a much better job. Um, like I said, A.J. Terrell in the first round. Marlon Davidson, not a bad defensive end out of Auburn. And they obviously got what a lot of people considered was the um, number two center behind Ruiz, Matt Hennessy from Temple. So I think the Falcons, you know, they kind of budged in with the Terrell pick, um, looking at their division. So I think the Falcons could have done a much better job in this draft. And other than that, I think every other team just did a nice, average job. Um, um, like I said, B's for the um, Giant, a B, a B for the Giant, B for the Giants, and some notable A's for the Ravens and for the Cowboys. So with that said, that'll do it for episode three of the box score. Obviously, right after the NFL draft. Um, really, really good weekend of sports, a weekend we all needed. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy, and we'll see you next episode.